pudding hot. Peas, pudding cold. Peas, pudding in the pot. Nine days old. Be it pudding from here, nor pudding from there. All we have is a pudding fair. Throughout history, whether it be a toad in a hole, spotted dick, chicken pudding, chocolate pudding, Christmas pudding, Easter pudding, blancmange, there have been those who've dedicated their lives to the glory the tradition of pudding and throughout time this cabal of experts has been known as pudding Pudding Masters indeed. And welcome to Pudding Masters. I'm your host, Gerald Blancmange. Named after the medieval pudding that came to Europe across the divide. From somewhere where they had almonds and rice. To a better land. Shires full of dancing full of puddings full of big bowls full of bags that we could boil things in and to us came from hither and yon came the pudding from the mountains down to the valleys came the puddings from the river to the sea we had puddings throughout wars and peace throughout tragedy and triumph that has always been pudding and this pudding has taken many forms and I Gerald Blancmange am a keeper of that flame and my brethren share the fraternity of Pudding Master! And thank you for coming to yet another edition on these hallowed grounds as we speak of puddings in many shapes and forms. I sit by this river with a pipe in my hand and a pudding in the other, contemplating the world and how pudding has been the lifeblood of evolution for centuries. And that is what makes me get out of bed in the morning and Slip on my tweed sport coat 
dust off the patches on the elbows and contemplate, read, write, calculate the future, the present, and the past of all things put in. Yes, indeed. And after that rather theatrical introduction, I'd like to welcome you into the pudding chamber here in the halls of pudding with the pudding masters. Now let's get right to it, shall we? What do we need to discuss? And various ways we can take the pudding to the next level. Now, I studied at Cambridge many years ago in the Pudding Studies Department. We built from the ground up with haggis, groti, corn pudding, spoon bread, spotted dick, scrapple, you name it. We've had the pudding. And now, pudding is brought into a modern age. And us historians of the puddings are well suited to congregate with modern pudding enthusiasts to encapsulate a circumference around the world and the most important parts of pudding in the places in it. So today... It's my honor to bring on a pudding master in his own right, a modern professor of pudding, Professor McGuire. Thank you for joining us today here on Pudding Masters. Welcome. Blancmange, it is my privilege and pleasure to be part of the pudding program. The pudding master... The idea, the thought, is part of my classroom criteria, and I feel well-suited to contribute to the conversation this evening. Thank you for having me. Ah, the pleasure is mine. Uh, Your work in the world of pudding is well-known to many of the modern pudding set, of course. Of course. And we've thought that it's now time to mix the classical puddings with the modern puddings. So your thesis, as it were, was on the many versions of American puddings that we see on our shelves in, as it's called, supermarkets across North America and certain parts of Europe now, I guess, too. So it seems to me as a, a man of classic pudding training coming to America... And seeing this version of pudding could be culture shock at certain times. What can you do to help bridge the gap between the classical puddings and the modern puddings? That is a very interesting question. The idea that pudding has grown and developed since the year 1730. Ah, yes needs to be recognized. As such, 
to help bridge, and as I've told my many students in the lecture halls that I've been privy to speak in, we must remain with the times and yet remember where we came from. And pudding is the reason mm. to remember. We can go to the food market here, the food market there. On the shelf for $1.99, a brand, for instance, as Jell-O. And there are options. Consumerism in America has been rampant. Some people call it a problem. Some people call it an opportunity. I sometimes call that a pre-existing condition. And we should be very conscious of the puddings we serve our friends and family. Mm. I will at times run short of cocoa and be forced to say, go to the food store and say, I am a pudding master. I have to have pudding at this soiree. It is the way. And I will at times buy a star-bought brand and prepare it at my home. People look at it and say, Professor McGuire, this is not the standard pudding. And I would make a joke in a reference to modern times, and I said, no, this is a THC pudding. And they would chuckle. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Indeed. And as such, it is important to remember that we cannot always rationalize the time it takes to make something from scratch. It is a problem in our modern world, again, exemplified through pudding. Let's take the humble chocolate pudding ah, as yes. an example. The, 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 that is the keystone of the Western civilization's pudding. Indeed. We can go to the aisle and get a room temperature pudding, which is pitiful. We can go to the refrigerated section and find a brand, say, from the Hershey Company or the Jell-O Company. And we can bring them home and enjoy them with guests and family, very small serving size. And if we must do that, we get the Hershey's. Just so you know, Mr. LeBlanc, that there are options. The Hershey's chocolate pudding in the refrigerated section mm. is not what I would prefer to serve, but I have I have for guests and company and taste testing through the lectures. Put that offering on the table and shockingly, the palate of the American people would pick that Hershey's pudding. Remarkable to me. But it is a tribute to Hershey's and their chocolate that they make such a product that can be palatable. In my own home, we make from scratch. When we have sugar, we have cocoa, we have a thing called cornstarch and assorted other things. And vanilla bean, of course, fresh. Mm. And it would take 15 minutes to prepare a homemade pudding from scratch. In those same food store aisles, you can go down a Jell-O brand, and it says, I believe, something, cook and eat, cook and serve, some silly non-selling nonsense. 
silly. A pudding. A pudding. It, now this is a sweet pudding, and it's a pudding that so you these cook. are these are American. Now remember, we're talking about modern Americans. A sweet we'll go pudding. into a little history shortly. Yes, but you can you can get a Jello brand pudding. Jello, yes, Jello, and milk. Put it on the stove. Stir, 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 stir and stir some more. And it takes seven minutes. Mm. And I offer to the students in my lectures and on pudding masters whenever I'm invited to make from scratch your own chocolate pudding as a slice of Americana. Memorial Day, yes. Birthdays, yes. July 4th holidays, yes. Labor Day, yes. And in appreciation of histories of pudding, all the major holidays through the fall and winter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, my birthday. Mm. Chocolate pudding is an essence of Americana. You can go to the store. You can buy, as we said. You can spend an extra couple of moments and make homemade. And I have, today, in preparation for this program, done all of the above. Mm. A modern smorgasbord of puddings, as it were. I have one, two, three, four bowls of pudding in front of me. And to compare and to test the palate... I would share with anyone right now my results. And may I share those results to the pudding master people that, that are now listening to this program? We have all Mr. sorts LeBlanc, is that okay? of pudding masters here, and it's great to have you have prepared this pudding for us to share with you as we enjoy the history and the modernization of the pudding. It, it, it's funny, the first time I heard this brand of modern pudding was from my uncle who was touring the the Middle West of America about 70 years ago. And he came across a, a lunch counter, as I think, I believe they call it. And he sat down at a lunch counter and he, he had a hamburger, essentially a, a ground beef on bread. And uh, he asked what they had for dessert. The, he was told, ah, we, well, we have pudding. I said, pudding? It's not Christmas. We don't have Christmas pudding. It's the middle of the summer. And the man said, well, we serve pudding 12 months out of the year. I'm like, well, does this pudding have peas in it or something or haggis? And he's like, no, it's chocolate. Oh. Oh, my. So he sat down to a bowl of this pudding. And uh, the rest is history, as they say. And here we are on Pudding Masters with Pudding Masters. Professor McGuire, please indulge in us taste tests for the ages. To speak to the surprise that met your dear, loved family member, I can understand the complications of a sophisticated palate showing the differences with a modern American palate. The surprise on his face must have been 
remarkable. I assume that he enjoyed his chocolate pudding that first time he had chocolate pudding. Is that correct to assume that, or am I taking too much? Oh, no. He, he ended up extending his trip for three extra days so he could come in and try this moose-ish concoction that he'd never tasted before, you know, because, I mean, we've had Blancmange. I mean, our name's Blancmange. It's something made more of almonds and rice, not not necessarily this cornstarch concoction with lots of in, milk. In the traditional European ways is, is what you're speaking of, correct? Well, that's all we knew back then in the time, the early times of putting the mid- the mid-century decades in the pudding's worth. In a proper restaurant environment, I would assume everything would be made from scratch. And knowing the Midwest, having lectured through Notre Dame and the Ohio State amongst many places there, I know that you have an instant pudding Mm. developed. And I would assume that the taste of in that particular place was more of a quick serve type of pudding. I have mixed with whole milk made a brand called a Godiva instant pudding. Mm. It almost seems like a crime for something so creamy and delicious to be able to be pre- prepared with such little effort. Delicious, I must admit to you. It is an instant pudding done in five minutes, once again. Now, what does it mean? Does does an instant pudding mean that it comes to you as pudding, or you wave a magic wand over this something and it becomes pudding? What is an instant pudding? You would take your whole milk into a bowl. Take your trusty whisk. I'm sure you have uh, antique whisks, very trusty as well as I. You put the powdered mix into a vessel of some type, pour the milk in, and begin to whisk. Mr. LeBlanc, you whisk for four minutes, three minutes, it will thicken automatically. Hmm. Thus, the cornstarch nature of the American versions of pudding. It thickens the cornstarch. And in four to five minutes, it's into the refrigerator for a couple of minutes. They call it soft set. Soft and needs, set. And it needs to become edible or, as they say, firm. As such, five minutes in the refrigerator, you can certainly serve your family a delicious pudding. And that's very nice. But as I went shopping in the store, the miles and miles of variations of pudding seemed to me to be rather limited. There were only two or three of the more than 20 brands available on the shelf. Of so the, I all the, up, are you saying all different brands of the same puddings, these modern American puddings? Correct. There are, you know, as we as we well appreciate in, in our democracy, there are multiple carriers of the same device. There is no more just one phone company, AT&T. There are multiple phone companies. And the idea that pudding is prepared 
and sold by multiple companies is the way of the world, the American way. As such, I went down and picked up a brand called Gel O. Are you familiar with the name Gel O? I've seen this in movies. Gel O. Gel O. Now, it's not the red bowl of Kool-Aid. I'm sure. Are we talking the same thing? We're talking Gel O. Gel O. Yes. Yes. I believe I've heard of it. To be precise, it's J E L L hyphen O. Ah. Gel O. It's fun to say. On occasion, you're sitting there, you say Gel O. I know it's very generally seriously minded. I bought the Gel O instant, same procedure. Cleaned the whisk, of course. Didn't want to cross the chocolate. Same procedure. The mixture in the bowl, the milk, the whisk. Whisk, 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 whisk. I sometimes sing a song, a jello song when I whisk. Ah, and how does it go? It, well, jello pudding, jello pudding, jello pudding, jello pudding. Ah, that's all. That's quite a tune. Quite a tune. Oh, just, just as I whisk around, just repeat the name. And I prepared that three minutes, four minutes, five minutes into the refrigerator. While shopping, I picked up a cook and serve version of the Jell-O, which requires heat. You add a medium to low heat, same process, package in, milk in, heat on. It takes seven minutes to prepare. The Jell-O thickens. Excuse me, the pudding, the Jell-O brand, pudding thickens as the pudding is heated. As stir, stir, shake, whisk, sing the pudding song, sing the Jell-O song to pass the time. It is prepared. It goes into a bowl, into the refrigerator. And because I knew, and I am good at what I do being... Professor McGuire, Pudding Master. I went into my cupboard, pulled out the cocoa, pulled out the instant coffee grinds, pulled out the sugar, pulled out the cornstarch and a few other ingredients and mixed a fourth pudding variation for this program, homemade. And I have just... Moments before coming on the air, tested each. And I would like to share the pudding master knowledge with everyone now. Will you be using the same spoon for each, or do you have different spoons lined up for these bowls of instant pudding? Please, please, please. I have testing spoons that are smaller than usual in order just to test. There are 12 of them in my kitchen. When we are on campus, we have... Hundreds of them. Now, the individually wrapped plastic that people require in this modern age went away a long time ago. We are advanced in our classes. We already have a paper version of a small spoon, easily disposable, easily recyclable. And we are, we are putting masters for a very good reason. 
we prepare and we look forward to all eventualities. Indeed. So we have, we have in my home, we have silver spoons. In the classroom, we have paper spoons. Single usage. It is, it is, it is an idea I had and if anyone wants it, it's for the betterment of the planet. Pudding Masters puts their seal of approval on it. And we are Pudding Masters here tonight on Pudding Masters. The Godiva chocolate pudding is a little thin. A thin Next pudding. time, I would augment it with little chocolate shavings. Mm. And whisk those in. It will improve a standard product to no end. If you're going to buy an instant pudding, it is a better flavor than the Jello brand chocolate pudding. Instant. The Jello brand is uh, more fragrant, but more artificially sweet. Something we are not happy about. Mm. Now, the instant variety again takes a few moments. We tested, I tested. The cooked version of the Jello brand, stir and cook, versus my own, homemade. The Jello version that you would buy is com- completely acceptable to serve to family and friends. Well, that's good. To I know. would highly recommend for your pu- pudding enjoyment Jello brand, heat and serve cook and serve is the way the label is i should say that right cook and serve is is quite a compliment to the american cuisine people find it to be special people find it to be exotic and i chuckle at that (laughs) (laughs) and yet more people should be partake partaking and enjoying the variations on chocolate pudding the modern American chocolate pudding. And I took a test of that. That was quite nice. It cost $2 for the uh, for a family of three. It's an affordable pudding for the American family. For a mere $11 on my homemade version, I can make enough pudding for a family of 12. And it is a superior product. You can pick and choose the type of chocolate you wish to cook with. There are times where I put shavings in and watch it melt. There are times where I use the cocoa powder and watch it dissolve. The cornstarch thickens, the sugar you put in, the milk you put in, 11 minutes. 11 minutes and you have a homemade creation that you can say to your family as you serve this for dessert I am a pudding master enjoy this Mm. slight slight difference no completely different than the Jell-O brand which again is acceptable for most families To be a pudding master, you must make your own pudding. Is the short version of my taste test here on Pudding Masters. Pudding Masters!
one must dedicate themselves to a mere extra five minutes of cook time. And what is five minutes to a pudding master? Nothing. A blink. A song a spoon, you a sing spoonful. to yourself. A song you sing to yourself. The Blancmange family, I am sure, when the American version of pudding was brought into their home, it was an uproar in your home. I am quite sure. Is that? Am I accurate in saying that? Oh, we we celebrated puddings for weeks on end once we found out the the glory and the complexities of of the puddings, puddings of hither and yon. It's a wonderful thing. It is a different world than rice pudding. It is a different world than tapioca. But in the world of modern America, if you were to ask, and I've asked this of my classroom. I've asked people to raise their hands. How many of you need a chocolate every month? Every woman in the class and half the men in the class raise their hand. Chocolate. There is something to the chocolate. And pudding seems to me to be a unifier of people. A unifier. Come gather around the table. We are now having pudding. Mm. And that, Professor McGuire, is what makes you a modern American pudding master. This is the, the cutting edge of what pudding has become literally over centuries of development, undevelopment, redevelopment. In fact, the earliest puddings do seem to be essentially sausages that Romans brought to Britain way before Britain was called Britain. And uh, in the first century BC, even, you know, the pudding word pudding comes from the Latin word botellus, which literally means sausage. So there is that. There's the French word boudin which almost sounds like the English pudding that's got the same root. And so whether it was a Roman boiled sausage or a chocolatey goo that American students enjoy around their family tables, we, we can certainly appreciate that. And I have a story. But first, I'd like to remind you that Pudding Masters is brought to you by Aunt Cludy's Personal Pudding Place. Aunt Cludy's Personal Pudding Place is a place for all pudding lovers to come. And if you've ever been elevated to Pudding Master, you'll be let in to the VIP lounge in the basement of Aunt Cludy's Personal Pudding Place. Aunt Cludy's Personal Pudding Place brought to you by the makers of Uncle Dave's Taint Cream. Here on Pudding Masters! And I'm, I'm Gerald Blancmange and along with Professor McGuire. And Professor, I've got a story. May I? 
dates back uh, several centuries to when a young Mozart sat down as he was doing his studies in the meadow, in the lane. He was playing his harpsichord. And a servant had brought him a pudding. And young Mozart was playing about his harpsichord, seeing if he could write something. And accidentally, the servant spilled pudding on the harpsichord. And at first, the young Mozart was like, Ah, what have you done to my harpsichord? But then something happened as the pudding slowly delved into the harpsichord. Something happened. It seems that if you add pudding to a harpsichord, you get a clavinet. I did not know that. Pudding masters. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pudding Masters. Uh, Professor McGuire, that's, uh, how about that little bit of knowledge there for history I, uh, Mozart's I was... pudding is tied into the music that shaped the centuries before us and after us if I may I would like to add that to my course curriculum that was I, I had not I was unaware of such a happening I should have known and I'm grateful as a one pudding master to another. Yes, we are pudding masters. I would be honored hey, for you to share like, that in your classroom, uh, Professor McGuire. And if you would like a demonstration, we could actually bring in a harpsichord and put pudding all over it and turn it into a clavinet right there for your students. It's quite fun. I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that greatly. I would also enjoy to say Aunt Cludie, one of my first students... And Aunt Cludie's personal pudding place is a regular stop as part of the field trip for Pudding Master classwork. Mm. Aunt Cludie makes the homemade pudding that I wish I could make. Mm. By far one of my best pupils. And it brings me great joy to know that she shares her puddings with the world and that she recognizes the value of pudding masters because she is one I'm, I admit to it I'm very pleased with what she's become very pleased very pleased pudding masters ah yes it's it what a what a journey we've been on today with historic puddings, modern American puddings, and I think one thing rings clear throughout the times, throughout the ages, 
throughout the civilizations, throughout the countries, throughout the ethnicities, throughout the families, throughout the enemies, throughout the sports, throughout the music, throughout the culture. There's been a constant line that takes us all the way back as far as we can go. And that line is a river of pudding. Mm. A river of pudding that we could use to tell the story of humans on Earth and quite possibly other civilizations on other planets might have their own history of pudding that ties them together and gives them hope for the future. Whether it be instant pudding or a haggis or a spotted dick or a clutie like Aunt Clutie made. Mm. Puddings for all. In, in the classwork that we work on every semester, Mr. Blancmange, every semester, we have history as part of the discussion. The differences between a custard and a pudding in history. The differences between the earliest puddings, if you would, meat in some container with different languages calling it different things. And I can only hope my foray into modern American chocolate pudding still fit with the criteria of being pudding master and that I contributed to the program this evening. There is much more to discuss. I would enjoy another occasion with you, Gerald Blancmange. That's on me. Pudding Masters. And if ever needed, if ever needed, I can bring Aunt Cludie, because we are personally acquainted, and the discussion can, can continue. And I would look forward to that day on Pudding Masters. Ah, yes. And of course, your invitation is open, Professor Maguire, and we appreciate your studies. We appreciate you keeping the flame alive of... Thank you. The most important thing we can ever come up with is pudding. And I believe our next chapter will certainly be butterscotch. We've talked about chocolate today. We've talked about history today. But next time, the surprising history of butterscotch. Fascinating. Here on Pudding Master. So, with one eye pointed to the annals of history, and one eye pointed to a bright future, we say, be well, eat pudding, and persevere. Gerald Blancmange and for Professor Maguire, we bid you good eating. We'll see you next week on Pudding Masters!
Thank <laughs> you.